0: This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Welcome to this episode of When Football Was Football. I'm Joe Ziumba, your host for tonight. And before we begin, uh, last episode we mentioned that we would be covering travel in the NFL in the 1940s, but we're going to postpone that for a few weeks and instead have a discussion tonight. Uh, addressing an upcoming rivalry game in the National Football League that will no doubt affect the NFL standings in 2021. But it was a big deal in 1921, and it's still a big deal in 2021 when the Packers and the Cardinals get together on the gridiron. It might be considered one of the NFL's forgotten secrets since many do not realize that This rivalry is actually the second oldest one between two league members. Of course, the teams no longer play each other every season due to the expansion of the NFL over the years, but the rivalry that began on November 20th, 1921 in Chicago looks even more appealing this year since both teams, the Packers and the Cardinals have legitimate Super Bowl aspirations. But back in 1921, when it all began, the Packers were the mysterious new entry into the professional ranks while the Cardinals were solid contenders behind the playing and coaching of Patty Driscoll, the triple threat. The Cards enjoyed a favorable schedule in 1921 by playing all of their games in the city of Chicago. The team's lone away game was against the nearby Chicago Bears. At that time, they were called the Chicago Staley's. Visitors from Rock Island, Akron, Racine, and Hammond traveled to the south side of Chicago to challenge the Cardinals. For Green Bay, the Packers opening session and what would become the NFL was a bit more challenging since the team needed to attract some of the more established professional teams to Northern Wisconsin in an effort to bolster attendance for the young franchise. Again, this was the first uh, season for the Packers in what would become the NFL. But instead of some of the better known clubs heading north, in 1921, the Packers entertained teams like the Chicago Boosters, the Rockford Olympics, and the Beloit Ferries. But it was enough for the Packers to finish 3-2-1 in the American Professional Football Association and 7-2-2 two, two overall under coach Curly Lambeau. In 1921, the league still had not refined its scheduling process nor its playoff system, so teams scheduled opponents whenever and wherever they were able. Lambeau was anxious to take on the big boys and ventured away from Green Bay twice late in the season to tackle both the Chicago Cardinals on November 20th and the Chicago Bears on November 27th. These were the only two games scheduled by Lambeau that season outside of the friendly confines of Green Bay. We'll focus on that initial encounter with the Cardinals in this episode of When Football Was Football and and look back at the very first game between the two teams that might end up battling for the NFL title this year. Those dual games in Chicago in 1921 were big, big news in Green Bay and the local press was confident that the Packers would prevail four days before the Cardinals game, the Green Bay Press-Gazette outlined the team's plans for the trip to the Windy City, saying the Badgers arrive in Chicago on Thursday, November 17th and will spend three days in practice for Sunday's game. Indications point to a huge throng because many of the spectators at the Wisconsin-Chicago Collegiate Contest will stay over for the professional gridiron clash. It is said that 400 Green Bay fans led by the mayor of the city will arrive on Sunday morning. Visitors will be put up at the Stratford Hotel during their stay in Chicago. So it was a joyous time and an exciting time for the citizens of Green Bay who would be watching their town's exceptional team dive into the nest of the Chicago powerhouse clubs. At the time Green Bay's population was just over 31,000 while the number of Chicago residents topped 2.7 million. And so the loyal Packers fans boarded specially reserved trains for the trip south to Chicago, eager to experience the city as well as the experience of big time football. In their eyes, it would be David versus Goliath, and the former was likely the slight favorite. For those who could not travel to Chicago for the game, city leaders took advantage of the latest technology to organize a method whereby Green Bay fans could accurately follow the game almost instantly. Remember, television was not yet available in 1921 and radio coverage was sparse. However, the Gazette newspaper announced this unique plan whereby fans could enjoy the game from hundreds of miles away. The Green Bay football fans who can't make the trip to Chicago for the Packers-Cardinals game will be given an opportunity right at home to see the game hot off the wire. And C was in parentheses, A direct wire from Normal Park in Chicago, the home field of the Cardinals, where the game will be played, to Turner Hall in Green Bay has been leased. And two seconds after a play is made on the Windy City gridiron, It will be known to footballers at home who are spending the afternoon in Turner Hall. The wire will begin ticking at 1.30 p.m. Aside from the regular running story of the game, which the announcer will give out play by play, there will be interesting sidelights of what is going on at the field and a hit of dope on what the Green Bay fans are doing at the game. This is the first time this has been tried here, and with Green Bay suffering from a bad attack of football-itis, it is certain that Turner Hall will be jammed to the doors. In addition, fans were promised that each play will be given off the wire by downs, and although the players can't be seen in action, a little use of the imagination will probably add more excitement than if one were present at the game itself. So that was the prelude to the big game in Chicago. As mentioned, all of this planning was done rather quickly since Chris O'Brien, the manager of the Cardinals and Curly Lambeau of the Packers, had just agreed to play each other on November 15th. While Green Bay was headed to Lambeau on the field was headed by Lambeau on the field as well, the squad had also recently acquired former Cardinal Norman Barry as well as Frank Coughlin, late of Rock Island for the battle against the Cardinals and their triple threat Patty Driscoll and his talented teammates. Despite the football excitement in Green Bay, a local newspaper in Appleton, Wisconsin, scoffed at the idea of paying $9.69 for the train ride to Chicago plus room and board just to watch the Packers. The paper said, when 400 fans are willing to spend that much money to see a professional team play, We wonder what they would do if they had a team that played real football, say, like Lawrence College, in their town. So it was apparent that not everyone was ready to embrace this new concept of professional football in 1921. As for the game itself, the weather was a problem, as only 2,000 attendees, many of them from Wisconsin, showed up to watch the teams battle to a 3-3 deadlock in the rain. Lambeau and Driscoll provided the only points for each team with field goals in the second half. After the game, Driscoll provided a rare player interview for the time and complimented the visitors saying, You've got a sweet little machine. I would like to see your backs in action on a dry field, providing you are not playing my team. Well, a week later on November 27th, the Packers returned to the Windy City for the team's first meeting ever with the Chicago Staley's who would soon become the Chicago Bears in 1922. The host breezed past the Packers 20-0 as both George Hallis and his partner Dutch Sterneman scored touchdowns for the Staley's. While many gridiron followers today lean towards anointing the Bears and the Packers for being participants in pro football's oldest rivalry, the fact remains that the Cardinals and Packers met a week before that coupling. Of course, the Cardinals and the Bears first fought in 1920, leaving the following three games as the oldest rivalries in league history. November 28, 1920, the Cardinals beat the Staleys 7 6. On November 20, 1921, the Cardinals and the Packers, as we mentioned, tied 3 3. And then a week later, on November 27, 1921, the Staleys defeated the Packers 20 0. During the 2021 season, the Cardinals will once again meet both the Packers and the Bears and renew the two oldest rivalries in NFL history. Thank you for spending part of your day with us on the Sports History Network, and we hope you'll join us next time for an enjoyable discussion on the feats of the Chicago Bears' Ed Sprinkle, once named the meanest man in pro football. have been wanting to do this program for a long time, and. Share with you some ideas about Sprinkle. For example, was he mean, dirty, or just aggressive, and perhaps misunderstood? We'll find out together soon on When Football Was Football. This podcast is sponsored by Play Classic Sports Simulation Board Games, spelled with two A's, P-L-A-A-Y realistic board game recreations of professional football, hockey, baseball, NASCAR, golf, and more. They cover nine sports in all, with a 10th, basketball, coming in 2022. You can relive great sessions of the past, create what-if matchups from different eras, and much more. It's fun. So if you're into sports history, you should check them out. That's play with two A's, P-L. A-A-Y classic.com. And don't forget to use the code S-H-N at checkout and get 10% off your first order. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. We at the Sports History Network are so glad to introduce to you a new addition to our lineup, the Gridiron Greats Magazine Podcast. It's a weekly podcast that focuses on the history and memorabilia of North American football since its inception in 1869. It's hosted by Bob Swick. The publisher and editor of Gridiron Greats Magazine, and Joe Squire's a longtime contributor to that magazine. The podcast was launched in 2017 and has over 150 episodes that you can listen to now on the Sports History Network, as well as your favorite podcast provider. So join Bob and Joe as they go through football history, talking about the memorabilia and the great legendary players and games of the American Gridiron on the Gridiron Greats Magazine podcast.